Hey guys, welcome back to the Hot Break Craft Beer Cast. We are kicking off episode one, season two of our podcast. Uh, we got a couple fun things to talk about today. We're in kind of a different environment. We'll talk more about the future of the podcast as we go forward. So let's get into it. Completely unscripted, delightfully unfiltered, and 100% fun. Sit back, relax, and get ready to have a great time as they bring you the latest in beer news, Ben M. Brewing updates, and general shenanigans. And now, your hosts, the famed brew crew. Okay. All right, we're back. Uh, joining me, as always, is my partner in crime, Christy. Uh, happy to be back doing this again. And of course, JB, as you've seen from a couple of other episodes, or an episode? Two episodes? One episode here. One and a half. Been in a couple. Yeah. One and a ha half episodes. Videos. It was cold <laughs> out. But, anyways. Now we're happy to be back. So, we're actually in our tasting room today, uh, kicking off our podcast episode. Uh, and talk about season two and kind of what's coming up and what's yeah. going on. So, uh, we haven't gotten a YouTube update in a while. Um, so we're almost at, I think, 1,200, but we've really kind of stopped looking at the at the podcast subscribers just because we're now focusing on trying to get some more content out there and get some people really engaged in watching the videos. So that's been kind of fun. Um, we've got a couple of cigars that we're smoking today, which we haven't done in a while either. Um, JB's doing a Romeo and Juliet. I don't remember specifically which one. I have a generic knockoff of something, uh, and so do you, actually. It's really good, though. It's a good cigars. No, for the price, uh, they're really good. How do you pronounce that? Kanuko? Uh, Kanuko. Yeah. They're pretty good. It's really good. I don't mind them, really. Uh, and then beers. So I haven't started drinking this one yet, but we've got a uh, an Oktoberfest beer in honor of the season. As it is, I think it's technically past Oktoberfest. Cheers, guys. It is. Thank it's, you. Oktoberfest ended on October 3rd, but... I feel like the entire month is still. I never understood that. Why have Oktoberfest mostly in September? Uh, it's a German thing. Those Germans. I know, those crazy Germans. Uh, so we're doing a <laughs> Sam Adams Oktoberfest, which I don't think I've had in a while. So you know I'm what? still finishing up kind of the ESB that we did because we were just shooting some other segments earlier. Uh, and we're going to wrap it up with our, our podcast. Well, I was interrupting, sorry. No, no, it's totally fine. I, when I first took a sip before we went live on camera, um, it definitely seemed less flavorful, but I think it just needed to warm up. So as oh, it's that warming up, it actually tastes really flavorful. Okay, it's good. good. Well, I'm excited to crack into that once I finish this. I didn't want to. Is this technically, so if it's an Oktoberfest, is it Marzen? It should be. Party and smooth. What makes an Oktoberfest, sorry, I'm an educated beer 100% yet. What, what makes an Oktoberfest an Oktoberfest beer? Um, typically... They are lower alcohol. They tend to be a little bit drier. They tend to be more sessionable because you're supposed to be drinking a lot of it. They tend to be maltier, less of a hot presence. So, I mean, you could almost think, I don't want to say like an ESB because there is a specific yeast note to it, and it's very specific. Um, we're actually, um, we brewed up our Oktoberfest, gosh, two days ago. We did a little, nice little night brew. The weather's starting to cool off finally. And so it's kind of fun to brew at night. You got the light from the flame, the, the burner, and all that jazz. Jazz. I just said jazz. Jazz hands. Yikes. <laughs> and we can't fix that in post. We're stuck with it. So, um, <laughs> no, we brewed it up. And unfortunately, I, d they, I couldn't get my hands on, a, on an Oktoberfest yeast. 
I think I, I must have missed it. Our local homebrew shop wasn't didn't carry it, so I got a, a kind of a maltier lager yeast to try to replicate it, but it's just not the same. And looking back at my notes that we brewed the same one last year for Oktoberfest, granted it's obviously past Oktoberfest, same thing. They didn't have the yeast. So I don't know if I'm just hitting it too late. I don't want to go mail order. I'd rather support local yeah, because, right. you know, those guys work hard and their margins are so narrow. You always support local. but Definitely. Um, I wonder I, if it's one of those suggestions that we make, though. Like, if it's, like, a seasonal beer, maybe, like, you might want to try having it on, like, available. You know well, I mean? and maybe they had it available earlier. I yeah. just am late in the season, and so, you know, they're not going to stock it in July because it goes bad. I get that. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just I need to be better about it. But they also do take, like, for White Labs, which is a liquid yeast, they'll do special orders for that. Right. And I haven't really been raising my hand and saying, ooh, I need an Oktoberfest yeast, because I'm used to, you know, they're going to have it in the season. Right. I think I'm just too late in the season. I'm, I'm late on everything. <laughs> that's, how, that's how we roll. <laughs> you know? That's awesome. Mm-hmm. I don't know. My dream is to go to Oktoberfest one of these years, but I love this time of year watching the um, – have you seen the videos of, like, the ladies that deliver – the beers to the tables those super impressive i cannot i can barely lift one mug and they've got like did you see, did you see the one where the lady's can? like and they're big steins and she's carrying like 13 of them or something oh, yeah the balance and every i'm just like and then she doesn't spill I, I went once uh, tip your server or she'll brain you <laughs> to visit my friend uh, david's aunt and that was during october and we went to Oktoberfest, and i had no expectations so i didn't know anything about it it's a huge fair. I mean, and then the the tents that they have are super intense. It's like a week-long event. Yeah. yeah. It's pretty crazy. Yeah. I, I, yeah. And you're a foodie, so did you like the food, too? Yeah, the food was good. I'm more of, like, I'd say more, like, Italian food's my favorite. Gotcha. Uh, the brats, they're good. And then, like, I don't know. I'm more of, like, Italian. I like pizza. Yeah. Spaghetti. Yeah. Gotcha. Did I introduce you? To... The, for people, yeah, you yes. did. Did I? Yeah. I'm so distracted today. I'm it's like sitting okay. here talking. I'm like, I introduced you. I remember that because yeah. that's always awkward. But I wasn't <laughs> sure. I'm like, did I forget JP? No, oh, no, you introduced no. me. Okay, I good. appreciate All right. that. All right, good. It's been a minute since we've done this. It's been several months. Yeah, we're trying to try to get on a better posting schedule because we had stockpiled them before and we had um, what three or four months worth of podcasts that right. we did and we're kind of slowly releasing them. So for season two, we want to do um, less editing on the on the videos that we're posting i'm hoping by the end of season two we're actually live streaming this thing on location that would be awesome there's a technology component we got to figure out as far as connectivity and getting everything working but um i figured that would be fun a little yeah. element of stress because i handle stress well so let's just do it live <laughs> <laughs> i was gonna say <laughs> you who are you talking about when you say that <laughs> not me I'm trying to be better unlike some people <laughs> All right, so let's talk about. Mm. Sorry, good cigar. I really want to get into that Oktoberfest. Um, so with our with our season two starting, and we're going to start posting a little bit more. Get back in the breweries again. Try to get a little bit more uh, or different breweries. We got to get to Front Porch. I think we talked about that. Yeah. yeah. Touring. Have you been to Front Porch Brewing before? Not yet. No. Their decor is really really cool. I took my camera there and was having fun just playing around. They got different lights and. They have antique hop baskets like hanging from the ceiling. Like it is, it is a eye candy. It is really? beautiful, and their beers are really yeah. good too. I was shocked that we hadn't been there before. We actually um, thought about you when we were there because we were like, JB would love to shoot this for, really for mm-hmm. f- film at this place or shoot at okay. this place. Okay, so, yeah. And we need to look at uh, getting back with um, Fire and Fury. 
Yeah. He wants us there. I don't think we'll live stream the whole thing, but he wants us there to hang out with him while he's doing like a triple brew day. Right. A lot of good footage you can grab, or we could grab. That would be fun. That would be fun. Yeah. And I can bring my camera too, and then I can learn from you. <laughs> that, that magic eye you have. Thanks, brother. I appreciate I that. I know. It's nice to be able to actually learn something from somebody <laughs> that I work with. Listen, you started it this morning. Okay? Shots, Shots fired. fired. Here hang we on. go. <laughs> oh, God. We're out of practice. Here we go again. Set fire to my microphone. <laughs> Could you? Now that's how you get the likes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Set the mics on fire. <laughs> Pyrotechnics. Hmm. All right. Well, what I wanted to talk about today uh, was something that I've noticed, and I'm guilty of this, and I'm sure some of the people are guilty of this as well. Um, some people call Not it. Not me. Yeah. Mr. Perfect. Some people call it uh, gear acquisition, 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 acquisition syndrome. I haven't had that much. I think it's just because we haven't done this in a really long time. It could time. be. Yeah. Uh, okay. So gear acquisition syndrome, or as some people refer to it, gas. I had never heard of this before. I always have gas. <laughs> no, we're talking about the gear. Is it? The yeah. But I'm. <laughs> I'm gassing right now. <laughs> All right, we'll get you your medicine. Um, so it's it's something that I think applies in the brewing industry where it's always that that really cool shiny piece of equipment, especially from home brewing standpoint. Commercial, not so much because you have so much invested in it. It's not a hobby; it's a business. But from a hobbyist standpoint, like you know that new shiny thing, the really cool floating digital hydrometer, the nice shiny stainless steel fermenter, the you know, you just, you know, looking around at the stuff that I use and, and for brewing and, and seeing all the stuff that I have that's organized and put away that I haven't touched in years. Right. I don't use it. And as we've started to kind of develop our, our channel and go through the podcasting and all this stuff and, and working with JB, you know, the same thing happens in kind of the, the what, the audio video world, the, oh, the content creator world. You oh, know what I mean? Sure. Constantly uh, buying new gear. Right? It's funny you mentioned that. Yeah. What do we, we got this new... You, so, this is really funny. So, we, we're coming in, we're loading up, we're getting ready to go stuff, and JB's like, hey, have you seen my new toy? Got this new Hollylander mic. This is a wireless lav mic. Has a transmitter. This is a charging station, and it comes with two uh, portable mics that you can also record. So, it's my new toy, and I pretty happy that i got it those are really cool to the be touch able to screen is really cool it yeah, is that's like a 4k screen. screen on there <laughs> 3d capable oh good because it, something will be able to record or be able to handle 4k then <laughs> since you can't too much data but i agree there's always something new and better to always improve well and they innovate and they i don't know if it's the way they market or what it is but like gearheads i think right. i would consider us to be gearheads but it's from a brewing and camera like you just um the acquisition of, of stuff and and granted it's not like you had a working lav mic that you needed to replace yeah i did have to replace another one yeah so it was kind of it went missing so yeah. you had to get a new one i had to, and obviously I, I didn't have a choice and obviously the upgrade was necessary it was definitely necessary oh, yeah. but that is the the thing about technology and editing and brewing even i feel like you get one model of it well, just like phones, for instance, you get one model of it, and then next year there's a new model. Right. So it's like you're constantly having to upgrade. Where I think with like me, my Achilles heel is cooking and like, you know, pots and pans and stuff like that. But I feel like it's different because the state, the same tried and true pans and pots and Dutch ovens and whatever are still the same ones that people used 
for years. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Crusade is always going to be, like, no matter what, the standard for Dutch ovens. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just interesting. So, so what's the – what is the – I'm going to put you on the spot now, JV. <laughs> what is something that you have purchased, not necessarily recently, but as, as far as the videography is concerned, where – you had your your eye on it, and it was just so you had to have it, and then you get it, and you're like, oh, hmm, maybe not so much. Can you think of anything like that? Mm. Not really. Not something that I felt like I didn't really necessarily need. Which one of your three cameras did you feel was Lens, necessary? Maybe lenses. Oh, there we go, lenses. Um, not really. I guess a, a, a lens I bought, but it was on the cheap. It was a fisheye. Uh, 13 millimeter lens that was like uh, manual focus and it's pretty cool however i've only really used it once yeah outside of like for hobbies but like as far as using it professionally i've only used it on one job well a manual focus you're doing it for photography not video right yeah for photography okay well you could get away with doing that one manual because it's a fisheye and so your depth of field is pretty uh, narrow yeah you're not going to focus that much with that one but it's such a odd view that i mean you can't really use it yeah i gotcha i don't know if there's anything that i've really purchased even the brewing side or the or otherwise that no i take that back there is um i bought a blickman beer gun oh a number of years ago and that's it's a gun yeah it's not dangerous you don't need a license for it uh, <laughs> basically it helps you to fill bottles off of a keg okay and it works really well uh, it was it was not cheap, but it, so you keg your beer and then in order to bottle it, you use this so you do it under pressure so the carbonation doesn't leave. Right. Uh, very much an art form to use in that thing, and the setup of it would take almost longer than it would take to actually fill the bottles. So it was a great thing and it worked really well, but I I hardly ever use it now. It's I mean, not practical, if, especially if I'm you know use kegs. And if I'm bringing stuff to a homebrew club meeting or I'm bringing stuff to go portable, I'll either put it in a, in a growler because we're not going to be saving it for very long or we're going to be drinking it or just, you know, little girls top bottles. So it wasn't really something that, you know, was necessary. It's, I'm, I don't want to get rid of it, though. Like, yeah. I'm like I'm, but I might need it someday. Right. I might, I might still use it. I did that. So I think I bought, like, one of those – I think it was a – not Logitech. It was – I can't um, – I, I can't remember the name of the brand that makes them, but you know those keyboards that are made for, like, editors? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I got one, but then I really didn't actually need it, if that makes sense. Because nowadays you can just program the keys to right. what you need, but it's specifically made for, like, editing and you there's a play button and stuff. And I'm like, this is almost too complicated for me. Like, I just need a regular keyboard. So, mm-hmm. but. Uh, yeah, I can say that maybe computer-wise maybe uh buying a couple of mouses that weren't necessary okay a gamer mic because it's like i'm not a gamer but the mic does feel uh, not mic. sorry gamer mouse uh, mouse yeah i said mic uh who's mic no it's a mouse i have no idea Uh, was it one of the rgb mice or yeah, it's, was uh, it more of a competitive one that you know like just the three thousand DPI it, the laser? Yeah, beam. and then like when I put it on the sensitivity on the highest level, it's, it's not even manageable. Yeah. I don't know how how you guys do that. If there's anybody that's a gamer, holy cow! <laughs> I think that nowadays things are different though because you're able to read reviews on things and do so much research. So I feel like the consumers become a lot more cognizant of what they need and whether or not they it's something that's actually a good product where i think before people were kind of going in blind right. it was like 
I I think I need this because this person used it, but then in reality, it wasn't the right fit for you. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. Mentioning that, I do want to get a new Sony camera. Oh, four really cameras bad. then. <laughs> well, because like the two Fuji, I have two Fuji cameras that, I mean, if you're shooting professionally, you need to have two cameras because you got to have a backup. Right. Um, and both of those are X-T3s, and those are good for shooting stills, but for video, because uh, I'm using a Sony FX3, yeah. which is amazing. I love that camera. It's hard to match the two different brands because the, the color is two different. And like, probably most people won't notice, but people that are gearheads are going to notice. Mm -hmm. They're going to be like, that's warmer and that one's cooler. I'd be curious um, with DaVinci Resolve <laughs> if you could color match those two profiles and if it would be a little more seamless. That's a, probably. We could I do some to, work. I, I mean, I, I've been messing around with it. Maybe, maybe we can take could it learn. I actually talked to a really cool videographer named William that had been doing it forever and he uh was using he's using davinci resolve and he has nothing but good things to say about it yeah it's a bit of a learning curve with it but it is it's it's pretty solid oh i can think of something that for christmas i bought uh, you a ring light but then you oh don't, god <laughs> you don't even need it so now i have it because i do a lot of cooking videos i don't <laughs> do my makeup tutorials anymore <laughs> so i don't i don't need the ring light i mean that this doesn't, this doesn't need light it just lights up it, a it room lights up the when world. i come in you it's, could yeah. use some vitamin c serum and then you Wow. She's wow. talked to me about my skincare regime. She's like, when we go to 4K, you need to figure that out because this is. Oh, no, I, I got it. I got your back. Oh, wow. <laughs> I thought you were trying to do my face. <laughs> <laughs> and then you got J-Boo, who doesn't age. <laughs> Not that you do. I'm 62. Wow. <laughs> He's 62. 62. He's 62. It's yeah. amazing. Black don't crack. Oh. <laughs> like, how old are you? 65. <laughs> gosh do you tell people that no I oh, never. Okay. that'd be like, so funny you totally should how old are you 65 like what well, well, they they don't, you're gonna look real... the same at 65 they <laughs> don't believe me but what my age is right now uh like when my brother was going to uh i'm much older than my brother i won't say how many years there are between us but let's just say i was in college while he was no sorry yeah i was in college when he was uh a freshman and i lifted weights a lot and we took him to his freshman tryout, and the coach was like, oh, man, because I look like a freshman. And he's like, I can't wait to get you out on the field. <laughs> and I was like, we're bringing my little this? brother here. Sling blade? And he's like, oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to give me some of them French fried tater. Mm, I love myself some tater tots. <laughs> that, that's going to be your nickname. I'm going to call you tater tot. Oh. Tater tot. Yeah. Oh my god, here we go again. <laughs> I know, off the rails. No, I think that this is off the subject, but I think it, what's really bonded all of us is it's hard to meet like a group of people that are around the same age bracket. And uh, then... He's much older than us, though. <laughs> Clearly. But please continue. <laughs> I, see we all, I think we all look younger than we actually are. I agree. So, must be the beer. It's the beer. It's a lack of maturity in general. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's really what That's does awesome. it. Yeah. Anyway, so going back to the gear acquisition. Yeah. I gotta pause for a second. This beer is actually really good. It's a mighty good beer. Yeah. Mm. I'm not mad about it. I don't really generally like Sam Adams myself personally. I just not a huge fan. They got a kind of a profile I'm not 
super a fan of, but this is actually really good. No, but so is this a lager then? It says it's a lager, right? Marzins are lagers, yeah. yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. Lagers are not usually this dark though, right? Um, Traditionally, they're more. Uh, well, uh, gosh, I'm blanking now. Uh, Bach beer is a, I believe, a lager. See, that's not what I normally equate to a lager though. Like right. I, when I think of a lager, I think of like a, a lighter colored beer. Because they usually are. It's it's um, with the, the commercial examples and things like that. There's a lot of rice, a lot of corn, things that really right. lighten up the body and lighten up the flavor. Oh, we did one. That was that was a day. Which which one? When we we brewed a lager. We brewed several lagers. Yeah, wasn't that the one though that we put all that corn in there and it kept getting stuck? Oh no, yeah, that was the. Uh, was it corn or rice? It was corn. It was corn. Yes. What yeah. what did the corn do to it? Uh, think of it like oatmeal. It's oh, real good. sticky, and it's hard to when you're when you're brewing and you're, you got your mash right, mm -hmm. and you let it soak, and then you're draining off all the liquid. Mm -hmm. It has to go through the grains. Well, if it's a gummy mess, right, n it, nothing penetrates through it. Got you, giggity. Uh, <laughs> nothing flows through it, right? Um, so it's it, you know, stuck mash, and so there's, there's things you can do, but it's it, it can be very tricky when you have those high adjunct beers, but. Yeah. Most people associate lagers with the real light, clean, crisp kind of stuff. Well, there's a the, the German beers, especially which typically are all lagers. Um, they have wonderful malty complexity and, right. and roastiness and like there's the whole gambit of it. But they're all very clean too. What's the ABV on this one? Because they're typically lighter, correct, or lo lower in ABV. Marzen should be. I don't know if I can read that in my glass. Uh, five point nine. Okay. So maybe a little higher for an Oktoberfest. Don't quote me on that. I could be completely off base. What we really wanted to do today, and I'm, this is my fault, we wanted to go to local uh, Lake Pleasant Brewing Company. Right. Because Nick's beers are just phenomenal. Mm, phenomenal, classic styles. And so his Marzen is, is, we had it last year, was unbelievable. And he cans this stuff. So I wanted to get some of that for today. But yesterday yeah. got away from us, and I didn't get a chance to go down there. So Yeah, I went there last week, though, and had it. And it was phenomenal like they're just so clean and so flavorful yeah so. yeah he does a really good job we'll have to get back in there for sure oh good beer so why do you think it is that that people tend to to acquire the gear well, i think it's fun not pulling like, us back right the just unopening the the new unboxing unboxing yeah. is such a cool thing yeah um, I guess just using it's like really cool, and I mean, with certain things, it makes your life a little bit easier. Mm -hmm. I mean, let me ask you this: I don't know if, if you do what I do with it, but if you are finding a need for something like a new lens, like for me, I'm like, okay, we need to we need to get a faster lens so that we can kind of shoot a little darker environments. I want more depth of field. Like I like that that kind of tasty look. Right. Um. And so I'll start doing research, and I'll go down a rabbit I hole. I love the research Right, part. and just really dig into, and mm -hmm. just and find out, and learn, and learn. And, le and, then you, and then you find something that's like that. Right. That is what I need. Right. That will do everything that I've learned, and I'm going to, oh, that, then, then you start to obsess over that. Right, yeah. I agree. So you guys do that, too, and then you're just, you're watching, you know, the, the review of it, and in action, and how does it work, and what are the problems, and you just, just constantly yeah. going through that. That's my weakness, and... I know you're gonna balk at this, but every time Apple releases a new product or they have their <laughs> they have their you know releases and they do the whole um, uh, 
I'm trying to think of it. They live stream all the new tech that's coming Where out. Where they're like standing up on the stage and yeah. they're, yes. So like, I just got a laptop. I had just gotten a laptop and then, then the M2s came out and I'm like, oh my gosh, I need that. And then I'm like, I don't need it, but like, you just are led to believe you actually need it. You know what I mean? The marketing on that is, they really, really... And it's, like you said, mentioned unboxing. For me, it is that too, where I love, I think maybe with their products, I love the way the packaging comes. It's so sleek and like, there's plastic and it's like all the packaging. That's definitely done on purpose. I, oh, I you 100%. know. 100%. It's I a agree. whole, like, aesthetic almost. Where, like, when people do videos of unboxings, which I don't... Okay, guys, we're going to peel the clear plastic off of the thing that you can already see. Right. Like, I just... <laughs> like, I, just I don't... Like, but like, it's almost like a little ASMR, too, because you hear, like, the plastic coming off and the, mm-hmm. you know... Agreed. Like, the Amazon unboxings. That's like, I watch those all the time. Like, I literally, like, bought um, <laughs> box openers, but they're, like, really cute just because, like... I see all these influencers and they like are using these cute little <laughs> gear acquisition syndrome. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have a knife that works? I do. But but this one's cuter. Yeah, yes, it's in the shape of a cloud. And it's like oh, pink and purple. Cloud. Yeah. That explains everything. Yeah. And I'm surprised I don't have one of those. I need to get a cloud opener. Right? Cloud yeah. opener. Yeah. Is it really lightweight or is that just an aesthetic? It's an aesthetic. Okay. I will go ahead and um, make sure that's a stocking stuffer for you too this year. Oh, <laughs> boy. I can't wait till <laughs> Christmas comes. I, I think one thing that I just bought a few days ago and I'm like almost mad at myself for buying was being Asian, like in cooking at least. We're taught to Don't just say like a rice cooker. <laughs> I Sorry. oh no, my dad bought me a rice cooker because <laughs> he's like it really actually does make better rice and honestly it does. But Sorry, go ahead. I know you're good. Um but I think we're taught to use what we have on hand. So we yeah, don't buy right? extra frivolous things. So like I was always taught if you need to tenderize meat, use like the back of a knife and you hammer it that way. It, or if you don't have a hammer, use the back of a knife. Or, I've seen that. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Yes. Like we got to hang this picture up. Where's your hammer? We don't need a hammer. <laughs> very resourceful people. Like getting like psycho flashbacks as she's flailing this knife around. I know. And, but Or like for ice. I use the back of a knife. I don't have an ice pick. Fair. But I did buy a meat tenderizer, like one of those little. And I'm like, I can't believe I'm like turning into one of those people that's like buying all this extra stuff. I don't feel like the meat tenderizer is overdoing it, though. Yeah, but it's the same thing as like a rolling pin. You could use a wine, a bottle of wine to like roll out dough. Could, could. Yeah. But you have to make sure the wine bottle's empty first and no. clean. So yes. if you don't have an empty wine bottle, obviously you need to drink a bottle of wine Correct. before yeah. you or roll out you your pie for dough. Or and then <laughs> and tongs and tongs. Like I use chopsticks for everything, and I actually had to buy tongs. We never wear thongs. <laughs> tongs. Oh yeah, right. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I anyway. totally misunderstood. Yeah, I've that. never cooked in a thong before. <laughs> Oh, I'm sure you have. (laughs) Stop. You're so silly. I'm only human. (laughs) God. But do you think that, do you think that, yes, there are things that make your lives easier. Do you ever feel like bad about buying it because you're like, I could just do with what I have? Like, I think there's something fun about the resourcefulness, too, if that makes sense. I concur. Like, with Matrix, they had to, like, be resourceful in, I think, that movie. The original. The yeah. original Matrix. Yeah. Uh, because they had to be resourceful. Uh, as they far as the production innovative. crew, you mean? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. They were very innovative. Well, just with the cameras and whatnot and 
like the freezing time and all that that was it was very innovative and they didn't the technology didn't exist they had to exactly. use what they had on hand that's true it was groundbreaking right yeah. when that came out i think that's why most more people watched the making of that movie than any other making i, I agree. feel like yeah really yeah because we're, I don't it think was it's fascinating though, especially like that when you know Neo goes back and yeah. bullets and stuff, and they yeah. show how they actually did. They That's they didn't have a phenomenal. camera on a track; they had Bunch still, yeah, still cameras, and they pieced it all together right? with the green screen and the yes, that was groundbreaking. But going like back to brewing, I think now that I've dipped my toe in brewing in my apartment, there's one thing that I feel like is expensive as all heck. But is necessary, and it's that tilt hydrometer. The tilt hydrometer. I think that is like so. Basically, normally you've been at brew days, but normally you need to take like a beer sample, right? And and then figure and use that to figure out if the beer is done fermenting. Right. You drop this little tilt hydrometer in, and it syncs to your phone in the app with Bluetooth, and really? you can actually check the gravity of the beer That's and the temperature of the beer. Pretty cool. Yeah, and then so and it's a little it's bad because you become almost a little obsessive about it, but like. I only I, you I, I think i was making it stressed because i was like testing it i'm like i put a little blanket around the pot to make sure it was comfortable <laughs> we've got a there's a new segment that we're doing uh for it's half pint home brewer and it's we're doing smaller brew days much simpler much faster more flavor so not just beer but we we did a cider mm -hmm. and so this was kind of our first foray into this smaller fermentation and so you know you throw the tilt hydrometer in there and it's a really cool idea and a good piece of technology because, you know, things are buoyant and fluid, right? And so this has a little bit of a weight in the bottom, so it actually floats at a specific angle. Well, as the yeast chew through the sugar, the liquid becomes less dense. Really? And so it starts to float more upright. And there's an accelerometer that measures the angle, and so it can tell you how much sugar is left in that solution. Engineering. It's amazing. And there's a, there's a bunch of different um, makers of this floating hydrometer tilts one um there's the eye spindle which is um kind of a do-it-yourself i did one of those soldered it together and i still can't get that thing to work it's way too complicated i'll eventually mess with it if you can't get it to work no one's gonna be able to get it yeah. to oh work. a lot of people get it to work it's 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 an issue with it i've got uh and then there was another one that we're still testing now we're gonna do a review on it it's the uh pill. the pill which is from australia really yeah they can't do because of the patent on the tilt, which is the U.S. version, there's no other versions in the U.S. that can that can exist. So, buying it from Australia, they import it in, and so we're trying it out. But it's all the kind of the same technology. But so I've got three of those. You know, gear acquisition. Yeah. But some of it, I think, is is necessary. Float but at 2.0. The float at 2.0. Which one is that? Oh, that's the floating dip tube. Yeah. Oh, I got a bunch of those. No, those are cool. So there are certain things I feel like. Actually, mentioning that, it's. I started getting into woodworking, mm. and I keep buying stuff. I mean, not recently, but previously, I was buying a bunch of woodworking tools, and I feel like that's a huge rabbit hole. Oh, I can't imagine. Oh, oh yeah, there's yeah. tons of stuff to buy, and then upgrade after you bought the initial thing. So I, I think I've told you before, my dad does a lot of woodworking, and right. he has his his garage. It's not a garage anymore. It's a it's a woodworking shop. Um, he has slowly acquired a lot of equipment over the right. years. It's all very very nice, and um, we need to have you out there actually. That would be amazing. Did you get it to light? No, not yet. Okay, um, to kind of shoot some of the stuff there, and so my like my grain mill cabinet that we built, I want to rebuild that. So 
I want to start making. Uh, Here, Christy. Actually, I'm not going to no. mention what I want to start making. I'm going to start making it and then talk about it. Well, I mean, it's something For the that everybody. Did. Yeah, something that no, everybody uh, uses. But I feel like just to make something that's like more crafty would be awesome. Stay tuned. Don't set fire to the microphone. <laughs> I tried that earlier. I really feel like that would be like our like hot pot pine <laughs> moment. <laughs> set fire to the microphones. <laughs> Jeez. So you uh, do you? So you're talking about woodworking and building something. Yeah, but I want to. Uh, is it something you A lot of people use. Okay. Uh, well, it's something that you could just keep making and uh, innovating every time you make it. Uh, make it a functional thing that people use every day, but make it more um, crafty and unique. Like I think it would be cool. Sorry. Building a car? No. no. <laughs> you know what? I watched a video of. Um, and I really want to do from scratch. I have, I am, I will need someone to do it because I'm not handy and I could never do woodworking. But I didn't realize how much work goes into just a cutting board. Oh yeah, yeah. those could take like a week, if not more. I feel like I, there's a cutting board that I want to buy, and it's like the Booze Blocks one, and it's just this gorgeous piece of wood, and it's actually a great cutting board. But you, people don't realize that like you spend a lot of money for that, but it takes a lot to it takes make. Takes a long time to the, make. The quality Definitely. and yeah. And if it has a design in it, that's... Yeah. I didn't realize that. I just thought it was just a block of wood. No, no. No, there's a lot that goes into it. And only specific kinds of wood can be used, because a lot of it's toxic. Yeah. You don't want to be, you know, cutting up your steak and getting whatever hemlock oils or, you know, from the wood. It's, yeah, it's... it's Some of those butcher blocks are real beautiful, too. And that's the time like... they take to go into that. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. But, yeah, I've bought couple of things up. I'm trying to think of something I've bought with cameras that I really didn't need that was there's not a whole lot I feel like I've used you've used everything things, yeah because you have a lot of gear I have a ton of gear and I don't mean that in a bad way like I'm super jealous like you bring stuff over and I'm like oh the only bad thing I find is that like being a one-man team is that like trying to set everything up and then you lose your subject they're like what's taking so long be right back for a second I'll be right back hold on I'm guessing you're grabbing gear that you have? No, he needs a new battery. Oh. How do you know that? Oh. Yeah. Duh. We need a battery. Beep. Use this time to check. So are we going to keep this part? Yeah. All right, cool. Well, as we're doing that, I'm checking my fantasy team, and I'm getting smoked this uh, week. Yeah, I'm getting beat, too, because... So, I'm a Bears fan, which is kind of rough right now. I'm and a Giants fan, so... <laughs> same boat. Feel it. <laughs> so, uh, I'm going against one of my friends at work, and uh, he has more who just went off. He, like, made as much... Like, half the team's points, I would say. Uh, I'm pretty sure I lost this week. Let me see how many points he has in our league. It's like 53 on mine. Okay, so camera battery. That's fun. Sorry about that. It's okay. I forgot to record the first 10 minutes of this anyway, so. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we're recording now. So, wait, we never recorded anything? We did. We got the audio. I didn't want to tell you. (laughs) I've done that before, and I didn't have audio. Yeah. Matter of fact, we I, have audio though, so we'll be able to piece this together. Yeah. I just recently went to a track day, and I interviewed people that uh, race. It's a pro auto sports. It's a racing club. Shout out to Dylan. Uh, 
basically, I interviewed a guy, and he talked for like 10 minutes about his car and told the intricacies of it and what engines he's got and the tune-ups and how he changed his transmission. I was like, uh, can you do that again? I, I, I wasn't oh. recording. Yeah, he's like, what? I was like, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. And he was very, like, very kind and did it again. The second take was better, but... Oh, good. Yeah, 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 definitely. I, I hear that, actually. Sometimes someone will forget to record, and then I'll be told, no, no, we got that take. It's fine. But let's just do a throwaway. It's a throwaway. It's a throwaway take. It's fine. Let's just keep going, come to find out she didn't record the first one. <laughs> it happens. Or, like, or the, the little, um, the mic was in the, the shot, and it's, like... That's true. You yeah. just see a little dangly fuzz from Done the, that before. the dead cat. Yeah. yeah. And mm-hmm. I'm like, no, but you're, I always, like, that was our biggest trick in, like sports broadcast or like when i used to be in broadcasting it was like to get people to relax it's like we're not recording don't worry about it like because when as soon as you push record on a camera people people like become self-conscious so and if you're not used to being on camera around the camera it's yeah i just did another interview i'm not gonna say who with because i don't want to like bring it up so many spoilers i (laughs) teasers not spoilers teasers this person's a very interesting person and like they're telling me the life story, I was like, oh, we need to get that on camera. I'm gonna come back, and we can film it. And then, and then, like we went to go do the film, and I was like, so, tell me about how you got started. And then they're like, I did this, one word. I'm like, uh. So the personality, the engagement, all yeah. gone. It's oh. completely disappeared. It, the camera's intimidating. It is. It's, it you is. know, it's it was a, it was a, not that I'm perfect now. Like, like that was a struggle for me, but now I got it down. No problem. <laughs> no, it's a struggle. It really is. Well, yeah, I, but that's why if you have a good director, then it makes all the difference in the world. And I am so excited to get a good director so I can be comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Christy Kondo, stress initiator. I was. <laughs> that's funny. Okay. <laughs> no, you've been a okay. I'm gonna gush now. <laughs> no, it's been a. It, actually, I probably couldn't have gotten as far, or we couldn't have gotten as far without kind of the support of you and being able to encourage me to be comfortable on camera. And so, and unfortunately, now we have this recorded, so her ego is going to get massive. That's going to be a sound bite on this. <laughs> you can replace no, it. you don't control the sound pad. <laughs> I normally do my best brainstorming after a few beers. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. I control the sound pad. <laughs> Just living in my world. Do you? Wait. How do you feel like when you're on camera? Because you're behind the camera all the time. Okay, this is funny because my job uh, is being in front of people all day, mm-hmm. and I'm actually a shy person. And uh, what? Yeah, I'm extremely shy. This is not like the outgoing me is not. It's not the original me. Like I, so my dad's a super extrovert and uh, very talkative, interesting person. Uh, like I used to, like he's a uh, minister, and he would wear robes, and like the members would always want to talk to me because I was a little cute kid. Sorry, I can't help it. I was a good looking. A humble, humble <laughs> cute kid. Humble. Yeah. Yes, adorable. <laughs> and like they want to talk to me, so I would just hide underneath his robes so people would leave me alone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, but from learning from my dad, and then this really cool guy I used to work for named Tony Caminetti, uh I learned most of my photography stuff from him. He was one of the most outgoing people in the world. Uh, he would tell jokes, inappropriate jokes, and people would just die laughing. Uh, after one day working with him, my cheeks were hurt, my stomach would hurt yeah. from laughing at him so hard because he would just say some of the most crazy things, and like he was just a huge, hugely funny guy. Wow. So I learned from them. Like matter of fact, uh, 
went to go take a team picture from one of my old teachers i was a football coach and i was taking pictures of the team he's like this is the same guy he's like you didn't talk at all and now you're out here like it's like you're not the same person how did you how did you overcome that what did you do uh, i had to doing pictures like if you're taking pictures of like ceos i mean or or just people in general you have to be outgoing and talkative or you're not going to get anything out of it. So them. you put yourself out there. You force yourself to. to overcome. Had to. That's really awesome. Well, right? you are like, and I, I mean this in, uh, as the biggest compliment, but Brian and I are both extreme introverts, introverts. I would say. Yeah. Because we, like, when we go up to people, we always start second guessing ourselves or why does this person want to talk to us? And it's that, fe- for me at least, it's fear of rejection. But I feel like we kind of utilize you because you seem to be fearless going in anywhere. Can I shoot a video or can I talk to you? And people respond to that. I feel weird as if I'm doing like street photography because then you really no, don't know how people are going to react to you. Yeah. And I'm not afraid of the rejection. I'm afraid of them like coming at me. <laughs> For taking the picture? Yeah. I mean like, but if I'm going up to somebody and ask them, then that doesn't really bother me because okay. I'm okay with them saying no. I mean, it is what it is. I guess all they can say is no. Well, yeah, and I mean, I feel like if you internalize it and and think that the no is because of you, then it, that hurts. But if you think the no is like, could be any number of reasons for the no. That has nothing to do with you. Right. They're just not in a good space to do it, or right. in fact, there's a camera there and they're afraid of it. So it's not that they're right. rejecting you. That's a good way to think of it. I hadn't thought of it like that. Totally. Yeah. Well, we even like went to Trader Joe's to pick up like cider and stuff, and I started having a meltdown because Brian's like, "Let's shoot a video in the store," and I'm like, "I was the one that was like, oh my god, I don't want like to do this right now." It was fine before we got there. We talked about it. I'm like, I think we should do it. We'll do yeah. some quick grabbing off the shelf, and maybe they'd walk in and the journey. We'll do the you know kind of a vlog style, right? And I'm like, I got this. You know, this new lens that I want to try out. It's super fast. It's amazing. Um, and so we go in, and I'm like, all right, let's do it. So I'm getting out of the car, and then and the closer we got to <laughs> – and this isn't meant to – I'm not trying oh, to make fun please, of you I, because I've gone through this whole emotional cycle myself. The closer we got to the to Trader <laughs> Joe's, the more she just got quieter and quieter. Like she's emotionally shutting down, shutting down, shutting down. And then we get out of the car, and she's like, oh, you're bringing that giant camera with you? <laughs> well, yeah, we were going to – I was just going to do it on my phone so no one notices that we're shooting. And I'm the one that's pushing you to shoot in public, and I'm like, I can't do it. So. It's a little – well, to be fair, and like we talked about, it's different being behind the camera versus being in front of the camera. Like, I agree. The, the, so, you know, the fact that it was it was different – I think if you'd have been behind the camera and it would have been me that was going to be out there, I think you would have been okay. I think there's a there's a switch that flips when it's like oh I have to be on camera so people are not only going to be staring at me because I'm doing this weird thing in public, but it's going to be recorded on camera which makes me self conscious anyway, so like it's just it's just layers of right. of all of that I so agree. that's a you know I, I look at the vloggers that can go out and just kind of throw that camera up and just start walking and talking right. and doing their thing and people are all around and they don't even care I mean I I like wow that takes I agree. Is that the hardest thing in the world? No, it's not like they're, you know, going to the beaches at Normandy and storming and, you know, life on the line, but it's still very... We talked about this briefly. You know what it is about vloggers and influencers? Everyone is always like, oh, they're influencers. They make money to do nothing. For me, and I think we all talked about this, like, it's wanting to live your life and, like, for instance, brew a beer Mm -hmm. or create art you just want to do it for yourself sometimes but a lot of these people shoot everything like literally everything 
that they do. And it's like, I don't know, some days I just really don't want to have to turn on a camera. You know what I mean? Like, you just kind of want to, like, live your life and, like, have a day where I just paint something or brew something. And that's why I think this last brew day... I could use this one. It's all good. It was nice this last brew day because you actually just brewed. We didn't shoot it. And we have to schedule those days, too, because when you're capturing so much stuff, and not that we capture everything, but when you are... Enjoying the stuff as much as we do, like we enjoy the brewing and we do all that stuff. When you have to think about the camera and to pause what you're doing to put a camera out to record it and do it, and it, it kind of takes you out of that hobby and out of that experience of actually I enjoying agree. what you're doing. So we have to schedule days where we're like, it's just a, it's a night brew, it's a brew day. There is no camera. We don't have to be on. We're just brewing because we like to brew, and we're making beer and we're talking. You know what I mean? It just yeah. it's. It's great to share and those experiences and get people kind of feeling that same thing, right. but it really takes away from what you enjoy doing. I agree, because like even me as a photographer, if I'm painting and trying to film it, it's two different things, and it takes you out of it. Or when I'm doing an interview, where I'm interviewing and trying to do the camera yes. work, there's if something goes wrong, I don't find it out until afterwards, or it takes me out of the moment. Like if I'm interviewing people and trying to film, I'm trying to remember if my camera's right, if my mic's right, uh, and I'm not hearing the people answer a question, and I'll an ask the <laughs> a question that was directly something they just said. Yeah. And I'm asking the exact same question, and I, I, I need I need a camera person. Well, absolutely. <laughs> well, for sure, because right. when you're in that interview, you need to be engaged with the person that you're right. talking to. There has to be, you know, an engagement. You have to be listening and right. thinking of the next question and. You know, they've given me this answer, but I think there's something I could ask that would follow up that totally. would pull out some more information. Totally. I mean, you have to be totally engaged in that. Right. And when you're having to worry about being behind the camera or, you know, setting things up, it takes you out of I that. Agree. Being on a small, I wouldn't call us a production crew, but, you know, whatever. Um, Chrissy's had that experience, too, because, you know. Once we brought you in, I realized how much. I needed someone to shoot because right. she's able to direct because she can actually focus on. I don't have to worry about the camera and the lighting right. and the da da. I can think about the content. Right. How is Brian doing? Is he covering the things that he needs to? Did he forget to talk about this? How can we organize the cuts in the scenes so that the editing makes sense later? You like, really need a team. You really do. I mean, it is a lot for a single person right. to, to do totally. all this stuff. And and you know, especially having you come on and help us, then she's able to focus more on the directing and the and the, the slates and the, right. what clip is this, what cut is this, what take is this. And then I don't have to do that. Right. And that allows me to really stay focused in. Right. I'm the on camera. I got to make sure I'm covering this information. I got to make sure I'm sharing this. And so it just, yeah. it's hard to switch between those mindsets. Yeah. So I, I totally get it. Trying to be the camera guy and the interview, I can't imagine. Yeah, not easy, but uh, fun. Definitely yeah. fun. Matter of fact, like the next uh, Megatone was one of the guys I just interviewed. Uh, really enjoyed interviewing him. The guy's a, a jujitsu jiu -jitsu, uh, master, black belt master. And, and you said only, there were how many in the world? There's only 36 in the world. Jeez. That's yeah. amazing. This guy could twist you up in a pretzel and you'll be like, what just happened to me? Guy's amazing. Unless you're into that and then you'd be like, thank you, may I have a <laughs> Christy gets it. Anyways, based on that, based on that massage you got, where he like bruised your internal organs, like Jesus. That's hilarious. Okay, off subject. Well, I'm oh, sure we, we've been we, off subject for a while. Viewers, totally fine. <laughs> Rails. It was gua sha. That's all I'm gonna say. Gua sha. Yeah. 
That sounds like a Muppet. You will look it up. It's, I'm sure a lot of our viewers know it. They take like a, like it's the same thing you do on your face for skincare. You take like a little sharp edge thing and not sharp, but um. No, like, no, no. You're mispronouncing it. It's called shaving. <laughs> and if wild. you're shaving, good for you. What are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? Someone needs to be the man in this situation, (laughs) this business. (laughs) So, mentioning, uh, we're gonna start. uh, Are we going to different places to film? Yes, uh, and that's so. Christy had a great segue where she was talking and and you know, massaging your ego, but Uh. not a weird scrapey way. Uh, Scrape, I said scrape. (laughs) <laughs> um, where we really want to get in, like front porch, like we want to go talk right. to them. We still need to get into Simple Machine. Yeah, can't wait and to talk to them. Have um, Marshall on. I, I, I think that's something that we want to try to get back into doing consistently and getting right. it on site. I mean, I, I love doing this in a tasting room because it's super comfortable. Right. There's not a lot of distractions. We can, we can just be here and talk. But I really want to highlight some of these brewers. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, There's a ton of them here in Arizona. Oh yeah. If you guys are into local breweries. Definitely come out to Arizona. There's like Simple Machine, Capsune, uh, Fire and Fury. Fire and Fury is a good one. Uh, Lake uh, Pleasant. What's uh, the one in Perch? What's the one with the, the good food? That's like uh, by Lake Pleasant. Peoria Artists and Brewery. Yeah, they're oh like a God. gastro yeah. pub. If yes. you like burgers, these burgers yes. are phenomenal. It, it really is. Like it's a, it's a good combination of craft beer, but it's really more of like. A restaurant too. A culinary like, very delight. Yeah. They they they've mastered their like. You can't get in there on a Friday. You're gonna wait an hour. Or but s- it's worth Sunday wait. brunch. Like it's impossible. Did, right? so did you see how they first started? Peoria Artists and Brewery. No, how did they start? They were in. Um, I don't think they were in Peoria. They were in Litchfield Park, was right. I think the closest place they could try to get in. And mm-hmm. it's the it it was this um, very small. I don't want to call it a hole in a wall, but like a retail space. Right. It was like what two or three seats at the bar and maybe two tables, right? And that was it. And he started out brewing on basically his homebrew system, right? In there to start building. I, I don't know how he was able to push through enough people to go there, but he was extremely popular. Had a pretty good following, very loyal because of what he was doing. And for him to expand to that new place over in Peoria, and I think the I don't remember who's brewing at the where he was before. Mm-hmm. I can't think of it, but somebody else opened up a little thing there. Um, just the journey and the number of years, because he's been, what, 15 years maybe? You could definitely tell their hearts in it. Very much so. Yeah. 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 I mean, the beers were solid, and then to add that gastropub, that culinary element for the foodies and is just really, um, they do it really, really nice. Yeah. yeah. And I think it helps because even if you don't necessarily like beer, there's something for everyone, you know right. what I mean? So I think a lot of places... Like I love, we all love beer, but it's hard if you have friends that don't like beer, and then it's like, no, we don't want to go there because they don't have. See, I don't have any friends that don't like beer because if they don't like beer, I'm just not. I'm not friends. I'm like, this is ir- irreconcilable. I'm sorry, I just can't. I can't do <laughs> it's it. It's a deal breaker. It's a deal breaker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't think we talked a whole lot about gear acquisition, but this was nice to get back into it. We're so out of practice that I think we right? did. This I is we nice. Yeah, good cigars. It was good to finally smoke a cigar on the podcast again. That's been. A yeah. couple of episodes. Yeah. We'll have to... Uh, who should we hit up next? Should we go front porch? Front porch. See if they'll let us broadcast there. Maybe talk or to the brewer a little. Or simple machine. I, like, I would love to talk to Marshall. He's such an interesting guy. And such a uh, just genuine, friendly person. And his uh, dedication to his craft and brewing beer. Like, 
eventually I will post it, and I would like to go and re-interview him. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's pretty interesting, dude. Yeah. yeah, I've been. I haven't reached out to him, but I need to. Please do. I should. I should. Well, now that we're getting back to the podcast, the weather's cooling off. It's getting nice again. We're getting back into the rhythm of things. I'd like to kind of do this more regularly. Um, the other thing we need to do, we need to talk to Eric from uh, Tap That AZ. That guy is pretty yes. cool. Yeah. <sighs> he, I don't think I told you this story. So that uh, it was the episode we did with you, which I think was mm-hmm. episode 10 of season one. We mentioned that and jokingly, I'm like, it's fine. He's not going to watch it anyway. He watched it and he commented. So he emailed He's so me. nice. I need to get back. If anybody emails me, don't take offense. Uh, I'm not going to use my dyslexia as an excuse, but I'm horrible at answering emails. The best way to talk to me is uh, through text or yeah. calling me just directly. I yeah. lo- I'm prefer talking. Sure. Yeah. Well, that makes sense. <laughs> but we have to give it. I got to talk to Eric and, and, yeah. and get him. I think it would be so cool. I don't know if we'd be able to do it in a brewery necessarily, but I'd love to. If we can figure out how to squeeze four people in, I'd love to have him on this and be able to pick his brain and talk to him and right. I, I, I hopefully he'd like to talk to us i well, mean he, it, he commented on our on the video he'd love to collab but we're not he, most of his focus is going to be on the breweries and their stories and like i love what he does, he does with the that story he definitely story, so we're kind of outside of his normal thing i think from everything i've seen but he's kind of outside of our normal thing even though he goes to breweries we can share our experiences with yeah. breweries too that's true you know? yeah yeah but he's very instrumental in, in the arizona craft beer scene and he's been doing it a long time and yeah. had a yeah. lot of good influence you know it'd be fun to talk to him oh, he's such 100%. a nice guy yeah. i'm kicking myself we didn't talk to him during the strong beer fest but i was too i was intimidated yeah <laughs> I was he's, just he's hiding a, behind you. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> like, this is my partner, Christy. Where'd she go? <laughs> if I had robes on, <laughs> you could hit. We were like JB. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I think we're gonna go ahead and start wrapping this up. Uh, I think we went a little long, which is okay. Again, we're just getting back into it. We've had some camera issues. Uh, you know, kind of back and forth between the battery. I didn't hit record on it's the all good. video, and we're getting back into it. So forgive the rough start of season one but if we continue to do this i think we'll have some good segments so um yeah. definitely check out jb from vex do i need subscribers on youtube yeah. definitely check him out v-e-x-x-e-t yes uh and you're on instagram as well on instagram most of the instagram is me traveling like i love it's more of the vlog stuff and actually yeah. he's got some really cool yeah. stuff because uh, you you were just traveling earlier this year you yeah. went where did you go again so this was like one of the coolest trips i uh First, me and my friend, we went to uh, Mexico City, and we went and saw the pyramids out there, some crazy pyramids. Yeah. Then we went to Panama to visit one of my friends that's a brewer. I'd like to get him on here if he's ever interested. Uh, he's winning competitions in, in uh, Panama and just South America in general. Hmm. Um, and then we went to Colombia, which was surprisingly nice. Uh, I was worried about my safety and my friend's safety, but super safe. Really? Uh, and very, very, very price effective on the dollar. Okay. Quarter one. Wow. Oh, wow. Yeah, right? And then we went to... You were uh, living large. Oh, yeah. We were like, buy two. Whole restaurant. It's on us. Uh, then we went to Peru and saw uh, Machu Picchu. That was phenomenal. Got wow. a little altitude sickness. Uh, yeah. However, that was really cool. And just seeing how people were able to engineer uh, different things and really remote places was really cool 
Uh, and just seeing just different parts of the world is one of my favorite things to do. Yeah, I'm really jealous that you you travel so much and Me you've too. had so much to experience. Dude, and that's amazing. Either the next trip is either uh, Asia, maybe Japan, or South America. Sorry, not South America. South Africa or Kenya. Oh, that would be really cool. I would love to go on like a... I think uh, Japan would be pretty cool. No, Japan would be pretty hit cool. Hit me up because I can tell you, you some spots. Yeah, okay, I love like, that. Uh, yeah, like my brother... <laughs> this is my family, so I'm jealous of you too because I get a text from my brother and he's like, I need your rate because... I'm, next week, I'm going. I decided to go to Japan and Taiwan. And because I'm you like, work in hospitality, you yeah. get, there's a discount like, on hotels. I'm like, you're living my life. I'm so glad someone's using my discount. But um, and then my parents just got back from Japan too. So, really? Yeah. I, I will pick I've your been brain. there twice. Yeah, Ikebara is like the technology district. So really, Akibara, Yeah, you'll have to go there. You'll. Love I love you technology. Love oh my gosh! Yeah, and their technology is so different. Like, it's not that we're behind. It's just that what their standard is is so different than what we have out here like everything's 4k yeah regardless right you know what i mean <laughs> like his his lav mic that tiny screen's 4k yeah. yes yeah. <laughs> exactly <laughs> and unlike me they can actually handle 4k so no they broadcast in 4 like everything is it's not that you can't handle the 4k it's that your macbook can't handle the 4k Ooh, shots fired shots fired <sighs> anyways yes so we're gonna wrap this up on that note you're like we're gonna wrap this up we're gonna murder you <laughs> All right, guys. Well, thanks for tuning in. We appreciate JB from Vexet being here. Christy, as always, thank you for so much that you do every day. It's amazing. It's God's work. I'm trying to keep <laughs> you from murdering me later. <laughs> oh, my God. Microphone. Don't grab it there. God, we're out of practice. We'll get better at it. All right, guys. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, the Hot Break Craft Beer Cast, Episode 1, The Train Wreck. <laughs> <laughs> this was a train that's wreck. what I'm, I'm going to call it, The Train Wreck, oh, I funny. think. That's my nickname. For who? Myself. Oh, okay. I bet that's my. Anyway, I, I thought I, it was Ling Ling. Anyways. Whoa. <laughs> There's a whole story behind There's it. There's a story. She well, doesn't find it offensive, although everyone else will. Yeah, she has a good sense of humor. Us, yeah, right. All right, guys. Thanks for tuning in so much. We Bye, will guys. catch you guys later. Arigato. Arigato. <laughs> <laughs>